Think about it. Everything is polluted. The environment, the government, the schools, you name it. We're on uncensored tonight. Nice clean little bandwidth. No one else is using it. Price is right. I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere uninvited like a dirty thought in a nice clean mind. Guess who? It's me again. The little attitude for all of you in white bread land. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? You out there? You listening? Are you out there? Are you listening? That's the question of the day. Most of the days you guys are coming in here, hanging out with us. Appreciate you guys very much. Thanks for being here again on this Thursday evening, 4 p.m. Central, our time, the 17th of June already. We've got another great guest here for you guys lined up for you. We'll get to that here in a moment. You're looking live at the foxhole.app. That's right, the foxhole.app. You guys know the spiel I do. Do me a favor. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell somebody about us. If you have somebody on that you that you know that does great content and you want to get them on the Foxhole, let us know, and we'll try to do what we can to get more people on here. Basically, it's a directory of alternate media platforms who have been banned in some way or the other. So that's how, that's what the goal is: is try to get us uh, kind of a directory where you can find us. And so, uh, if you want to get involved with the Foxhole.app, let us know. We'll try to get you involved there. Support them. Buy those guys a cup of coffee once a month, will you? That's this is the link right there. Hit support us. Also, you guys have been pushing out great support all week. God bless you guys. Uh, I need it. I got some expenses I'm getting ready to buy for uh, for the upcoming events. So I appreciate you guys very much for all your support since we've been back from Dallas. It's been uh, overwhelming, to say the least. Appreciate it very much. God bless you all. Uncensoredabe.com is the official website for Brothers Uncensored. And uh, uncensoredabe.com, the website is the official. Yeah. Anyways, um, I usually have my backup streams on Tor Network. Uh, but Tora has been down for the past few days. I don't know if it's a setting that I may have messed up or something. I'm going to have to fix that. But So I have the Cloud Hub backgrounds, uh, backups uh, on here and they are not cooperating. So that's why you're seeing kind of a frustrating part of the website. I'll get that fixed. Uh, the newsletter's up once a week. You'll get an email to let, send you, letting you know what you missed last week and what you can find upcoming this week. Foxhole, Twitch, YouTube hates us. Fuck them. DLive, CloudHub, and Tiger Network are where you can find us, as well as basically every podcast platform out there. Just search Brothers on Center and you'll find us there. The blog is up. Uh, the great guest of this week, man, it's been a blast, Joe. JT Wild, Trenton White, Mindy Robinson, and now today Transcend the Matrix, our Aussie Patriots in the house. What a, what a week and what a blessing to be able to bring you guys some great guests. If you want to help support us directly, Cash App, PayPal, Patreon, Gold Pills, that's the way you can do it. If you, join our, if you want to uh, support us in any kind of way, we'll get you access to our private Discord. And you can hang out with us behind the scene and, and see what's going on behind the scenes and what's upcoming and the rest. Help us do research. The store is up. Click that right there, and it will take you to the store. Uh, we'll be launching a 35% off this weekend. On, I want my News Uncensored shirts and official Brothers Uncensored logo shirts and hats. So uh, stand by for that. We'll, we'll let you guys know when that gets kicked off. Was that this Sunday, Joe? Is that right? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'll, I'll get that to you guys. Finally, as you know, Joe and I do volunteer work for security services that provide security for uh, patriotic events and people who are just you know worried about some meatheads causing problems. If you can help support us, we need your help. We have several events upcoming. First week of July, we will be in misery, and then we'll be back in misery late August. So uh, a couple of events in misery. Looking forward to that. I know. I'm sorry for those of you miserians. Misery. Right? Or Missouri? Something like that. Anyways, uh, with that, I want to welcome my pro Joe into the show, and I'll stop babbling, and uh, we'll, we'll, have, uh, we'll welcome our guest in here today. What's going, on? What's going on, Joe? What's up, brother? Glad to be here today. I see tons of people out there already between D-Live, Foxhole, and everywhere else. Sly Park 2021, Eagle 5, good to see you. Common Sense Cult, what's up, brother? Good to see you. Uh, Palladius, Amy Joe, the, the Nikki Sandals, Patricia Kaiser, good to see you. Uh, Amy Joe, God loves you as always. Our mod out there. Thank you so much for dropping links for our brother Scott, who I'm excited to have today. Scott, it's so glad to see you. Thanks for being here today. How you doing, buddy? G'day. Good to see you guys again. Uh, met up in Tol- uh, sorry Dallas there, and uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Really looking forward to having you on. I want to let everyone know where the websites are, so that if you guys want to uh, check them out while we're doing this. Uh, the links will be chopped, dropped into there into chat as well, so you guys can pull those out of there and go, go to them. But here it is. TranscendTheMatrix.com is the main site. This is the About Us section of it. You can see they have lots of stuff going on. Uh, they are very involved in the community, trying to uh, inform people, awaken people, uh, and bring as much of the spiritual awakening to their to their goals, which I think is so important, as we talked about as much on the channel, uh, just trying to lift each other up and let other people know that you're not alone. That alone is uh, is tough. So, so if you go to the about us section, you can see there's uh, there's several things talking about what they are involved in, what they try to get get, get done, and uh, their journey through the past. But we're gonna we're gonna learn that uh, head on today. So if you want to follow along on the website transcendthematrix.com, the other site is truth-now.net, and the uh, YouTube link is dropped there in the chat. That is uh, uh, wake up shift is happening uh, TV. You can find them there. That's where you can find them. Uh, Scott, I'll be honest, man. I, I I stay pretty plugged into the community. I'm not too familiar with you, so tell us a little bit about uh, your show, your channel, and what uh, your goals are as uh, as part of this uh, movement. Okay, so um, yeah, we've been pretty much uh, low key for the last couple of years, uh, working behind the scenes with uh, humanitarian project funding, and as such, we literally cancelled all of our shows. Uh, the The show that Deb used to have, Deborah's my wife, Deborah Peach, and uh, yeah, we were doing shows back in 2012. Um, she's out of Hollywood herself, uh, not the evil part. The, she was actually trying to get the conscious media off the ground, which wasn't uh, received so well back there. Yeah, I can imagine. But, um, yeah, we've, we've been low key. Uh, I did a documentary myself uh, in Australia called What the FUQ, where the FUQ stood for Frequently Unanswered Questions of the Australian Government. And you can pronounce that differently, uh, as nice. many people do, because we're being FUQ'd on a frequent basis. <laughs> yes, we are. Indeed. I love the uh, multi purpose there. Yeah. Um, but that came about basically by me asking questions when presented with the uh, the import of my 59 Corvette that I'd got restored uh, over here in Illinois and I uh, went to import it back to Australia and the goalposts started moving left, right and centre. And that was hmm. the start of my awakening to start asking questions and really go, what the hell is going on? 
Yeah, that's, that's interesting. What would be their motivation behind making it hard for you to import a classic car like that? Uh, basically, they saw dollar signs, and <laughs> it's all part of the control network. And interestingly, uh, I, I thought originally that it was all part, of, all all about money, and I soon learned that it was not just about money because they can basically print and generate money almost out of thin air. I call it out of thick air because it's a messy, murky, mud, muddy swamp that they're actually uh, utilizing to to create that fiat dollar. Yeah. And, and I've got a documentary in the works uh, down the track where I'm going to actually go into, into a lot of detail on that. But, um, yeah, I thought it was all about money until uh, I realized that, no, it's, they, they want to control us. And we're seeing the same things going on over the last 12 to 18 months with this whole thing about masks. You think it's about your health, but nope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, uh, uh, real quick, Scott, I got to ask, did you get the car? Or... <laughs> I, I did, mean... yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's had quite the history. It's, it's been up and down. Um, it's, it's a bit of a sad story uh, in the end, but uh, I literally fought the, uh, initially the Department of Transport in Australia for the import approval, and that took me nine months or so to get that. And that, that seriously was uh, an eye-opener, watching how they changed the goalposts and, and did that sort of thing. But it, it started me asking more questions and started learning about the corporation that had essentially layered itself over the top of the original government. And I see the same thing here in the States. There, there's literally two governments and the, the thing I think uh, that helps people wrap their mind around it is most folks see a single interface to government and they think that their government is corrupt. And the way I present it is there's two governments and you've got one, which is the original organic constitution, and then over the top of that is layered this corporation that's masquerading as government. And when you see it like that, you see that one of them is legitimate and one of them's an imposter. And the challenge is to, to wrap your head around that because you think our government, well, if you're going to claim ownership to your government, I'd claim ownership to that original organic constitution, the original government. I wouldn't claim ownership to the imposter that's laid itself over the top. And so I think that helps when, when describing what's going on is that there's two of these governments. And in Australia, it was... It was quite simple to to spot. Uh, it started with, for example, the Parliament, and that's the equivalent of what you've got with your House of Representatives and your Senate here. And the Parliament in Australia, uh, according to the original Constitution, it's called the Parliament of the Commonwealth or the, the Parliament. Now, currently what you've got in Australia is this building and a website that's all called the Parliament of Australia. Now, they're two different names. They sound similar. And on the surface, you'd think, oh, yeah, they're the same thing. But when you actually ask the question and say, can you just show me that this entity here is one and the same as the one described and defined within the original constitution? Crickets. No responses. And that was, again, the basis of that frequently unanswered questions. They do not want to answer those hard questions that effectively incriminate them and ultimately, they are giving you the answer by 
keeping their mouth shut. It'd be easy to just say, yeah, sure, that's one and the same. But in doing that, they'd be verbally and expressly committing that aspect of treason. It's very interesting. You know, I used to be in the car business and um, I will tell you, it's very easy to ship cars to Saudi Arabia. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> At least it used to be anyways. I mean, we used to have these guys call in and, and you know, they would buy, they would always be buy like infinities and stuff, you know, stuff that you just wouldn't see over there. And I mean, they would literally have the money wired that day. The guy would be there the next day, pick it up, load it up and ship yeah. it over. No problems. I mean, you know, they, they didn't have any issues back then. I don't know about now, but uh, I just wanted to point that out that it was a lot easier getting them over to Saudi Arabia. Maybe you should have went that route. I don't know. But anyways, sorry, Abe, go ahead, brother. Back to you. No, uh, I mean, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> it, um, yeah, there was, there was probably easy ways and the hard way. And I, I definitely chose the hard way because I, I literally reached the point where I went, no, this is wrong. I'm, I'm not just going to pay the money and move on here. Uh, my next step was actually once I got the import approval and I'd, I'd beat the Department of Transport uh, by going taking it to a tribunal. And I was still thinking, oh, yeah, we've got a justice system. Yep, good, good, good. Nope. Uh, the further I got into it, basically got the, the car, put it on a ship, imported it. I was using a, uh, a broker. So I'd done all the research and made sure that I was doing all the right things. I was paying all the right fees of filling out all the right documentation. Uh, and people say, oh, you didn't really do your research. I'm like, I used a broker whose job it is to specialize in doing that sort of stuff. So car, car arrives in Fremantle in Western Australia. Well, temporary home of the America's Cup one time. And uh, they held it in custody and said, oh, you've got a, um, you got to pay either a, it was a pre-charged equipment license for the gas that was in the air conditioner, <laughs> like pre-charged equipment license. And I'm like, okay, so let's just think about this logically. I'm going to pay a fee for a license and that's somehow going to help the environment. Nope. <laughs> Or alternatively, you could basically uh, pay to have a mechanic go down to the uh, the warehouse, remove the gas, and then you can you're exempt from the pre-charged equipment license because you now don't have any charge of gas in your car. And like, so that's really also going to help the environment because what's the guy going to do with that gas? Dump it, <laughs> or put it back in a car afterwards. Yeah, right. So yeah. obviously, it was not about the environment and it reminds me of the joke about the guy who went bear hunting and uh uh kept getting sodomized by the bear and it's like he was not there for the hunting <laughs> but um i digress it's like it's pretty obvious when these things come up that what you're told these things are on the surface obviously isn't when you start poking around and pushing back and asking questions Yep, and everybody has to have their uh, their hand in the pot. You know what I'm saying? So it's uh, once they find uh, someone who's got a uh, oh, this guy's got some money. Let's see how much I can get out of him. It's uh, amazing world we live in. 
Um, can can yeah. you go? Who is Scott? Can you go back to where you grew up in high school and you know, you know, when you first started uh, kind of seeking your way through the world and tell us a little bit about where what that was like for you when you first grew up and and you know what were your influences that got you into more of a questioning state? Sure. So I was born in Sydney, uh, grew up in Perth. Uh, so that's the equivalent of uh, Miami to LA. So over on the west coast of Australia, one of the most isolated cities in the world. And my father used to uh, read us as bedtime stories, books like Alternative 3, Above Top Secret, uh, spy novels, that sort of stuff. So that's what we were getting as, as bedtime stories. He'd also subscribe to uh, a newsletter that was out of uh, Queensland, I think it was. And it was one of the proper newsletters that come out once a month and you'd hang out for that arriving in the mail and then all the articles were all printed out there. And none of this was all online. It was all back when it was all printed. And there was all sorts of what most people would refer to as conspiracy theories about how like telephone exchanges were used to monitor uh, and surveil people. And this is back in the, the 80s. And so that was that was my bread and butter in terms of what I was I was growing up learning and sort of bit of influence. But it wasn't until how many years down the track when I was actually uh, involved in this that I really started then turning to the internet and starting to dig onto that. But um, yeah, that was probably my early influence, my, my father, and, and he would be the same thing. He'd uh, read the book Atlas Shrugged and yeah. uh, were all about questioning what's going on, question authority, and stand up for your rights, knowing what your rights actually are. Uh, those rights that are granted to you by the creator and supposed to be protected by the government and the, the constitution. And yeah, rude wake up call when you, you learn that uh, they've subverted that and want to hand you your rights and privileges on a platter by the government. And yeah. uh, <laughs> as Joe yeah. Biden likes to say. So, so it sounds like, you know, you, you kind of had a, uh, a pretty interesting childhood where you were you were brought up to be a free thinker. You were you were taught to question everything, and I think I think that's uh, that's pretty interesting. As a lot of us that are in part of this movement are have been brought up that same kind of way. Um, yeah. and, and you know, I've talked told the story about going into CCD and Bible study and asking too many questions and getting kicked out. Joe has too, so you know it's it's pretty interesting. But so at at what point did you become a is a Australian refugee the word a political political refugee? At what point did you leave Australia and say it's time to come to America? Well, actually, um, it was kind of the culmination of the, the work that I was doing when I started pushing back on the uh, so-called Australian government. And I pushed pretty hard in that regard. Uh, I recognised that there was no remedy to be had in the, the court systems because they were just a, a sub subdivision basically of the the master corporation further up the tree so taking anything to the courts was just going to be absolutely useless and i'd get get nowhere because their system is not going to award a judgment against itself yeah particularly when it's a corporation which is masquerading as government so i i pursued quite a process that i captured in the documentary that i did but i reached a point where i go okay now nah, there's there's got to be 
we need a higher power here to assist us with a remedy. And that's when I'm starting to reach out to spiritual um, sources and that sort of thing. And a mutual friend of ours, um, of mine and Deborah's, who um, introduced us actually over Skype, I ended up flying to the States, California, meeting with uh, Deborah here. And I was only supposed to stay for a month and do some spiritual work with her. And it turned into three months and then turned into wedding bells. And uh, one of the things that she really highlighted for me was, uh, and it was actually a quote from Einstein that uh, she laid out, was he said, the field is the only reality. And from that, I took it to mean that basically the informational field, that electromagnetic field, is where the reality is created. And from that, it becomes manifest into physical reality uh, from that field. So if I was banging away at the, uh, uh, at the dimensional reality level of the, the physical, and I was not addressing things at that spiritual, energetic, electromagnetic field level, then I was not going to get anywhere. And so that's what changed my path, led me to the States, met, met Deb, fell in love. Next thing you know, wedding bells um, and so the you, rest is... So you come to America, you meet a woman that, that pretty much blows your mind away. You're, you're, you're seeking all kinds of different ideas and perspectives of the world and you find this in your in your travels to America and it just and now you've become a team of people who want to spread this message of of we really need to consider what what, what uh dimension or at what at what uh, physical level or what mental level we're fighting this that's pretty interesting yeah and it, it has. It's been a, a very different relationship. It hasn't been like your, your typical Cinderella story where it's all lovey-dovey. It's been a working partnership as well. And literally, we have gone, we've thrown everything at it. We ended up purchasing a five-acre spiritual retreat center here in Northern California in Mount Shasta. Uh, we've conducted a number of retreats and, and teach people the fundamentals of of that energetic and spiritual war uh, in as much as there are people out there who are conjuring entities and energies and they are being targeted at people and mostly without their knowledge. If you're sitting there in your life going, I don't know what the hell happened just now. I don't know how this relationship that I was just in just exploded. I don't know how the job that I was just about to get just evaporated. I don't know how my payment of a contract that just fell through happened. Illogical stuff is there is also the potential that behind that is some demonic forces at work. And we hear that it's a spiritual war, but we're not taught what that looks like. We're not taught what to identify. How do we recognize what's going on? And the spiritual community in large part have been let's say, asleep at the wheel or lulled into a, a space where they're somewhat perpetuating it. Because when, when shit happens, their go-to response is, well, it must have been that way. It must have, must have been meant to be. Or maybe I chose it at a higher level. You're like, what if you didn't choose it at a higher level? What if you're being messed with? And what if you're being interfered with? 
if you can't at least put that on the table as a possibility, you're playing with half a deck of cards. Yeah. And, and you're never going to really get to any solutions. I, I mean, I really appreciate that perspective. You know, one of the things that we've seen in these events, how many, how many different events were you, have you been part of as far, as far as in the past, like two years or so, and were you doing, were you doing these other big events like these or? Actually the, the, the biggest one that we've been to recently was that Tulsa one, uh, health and freedom in Tulsa and gotcha. then now right. Dallas. And prior to that, for the last how many years we were, under the radar and, and yeah, you behind were, the scenes. You were working on the documentaries and stuff like that. Gotcha. So the, the Tulsa rally. Now, which one was that? I, I'm not familiar with that off the top of my head. So Tulsa was uh, Health and Freedom. It was part of the Open Up America uh, tour right. by no, Clay, Car- Clay Clark. Yeah. So they're actually live streaming right now uh, over in Tampa and Florida. Yeah. So they've got the likes of Judy Mikovits. Um, I think... Um, Dr. Mark Sherwood was speaking earlier on when I tuned in. So, yeah, a lot of the same characters who were at the uh, Tulsa event are also speaking over in uh, Dallas, uh, sorry, Tampa. So one of the things that Joe and I have experienced through through one, First Amendment Praetorian 1AP um, and, and going to these events is it's clearly a spiritual battle because it, you you come out of those events like uplifted and – uh, all of these different events that I've been to have been very spiritual experiences as well as uh, mental challenges um, that, you know, great discussions and, and just uh, amazing experiences, amazing patriots, God-fearing patriots who, who know that there's, there's more to this world than meets the eye. Uh, have you experienced that as well? Do you, do, you, do you sense that in these couple of events that you've done so far? Definitely. And, and the Dallas one was actually uh, probably our favorite. Uh, you could literally go up to anyone and smile and talk to them. And it was just complete. It felt freedom. It felt like freedom. And in stark contrast to even going into a department store where they look at you like you're a uh, freaking zombie or something. Ex- experimental waste product. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's a great that's a great description actually but you're absolutely right scott i remember standing uh you know standing at the door as people were coming in to, to the entrance there and like every single person well, just about every single person had a smile on their face and if you said hey or hello it was you know it wasn't like a hey you know it was like hey how are you yeah. like it was like lost family members um, that, that whole vibe for that three, four days that we were there, um, it was such a spiritual uplifting. It was yeah. truly amazing. Um, every part of that event was truly amazing, except for when we had the border detail and we had to stand on the back of the building. That was not so much fun. But um, other than that, the, uh, the rest of the event was really amazing. And, the, and that feeling that I still have that feeling from that event that uplifting feeling, that positive feeling, that um, that being with your family feeling, um, I, I just can't express it enough. I can't describe it enough. It was it was truly uplifting. Yeah, yeah, it was, and um, yeah, everyone's responses were were legitimate. They they were real. Yeah, it wasn't like you said, like yeah, hi. It wasn't like it was being done out of obligation to just be polite. Exactly. It was actually, they were being polite. Yeah. Yeah. 
or maybe just being themselves and not having to worry about what other people yeah. might say or think. You know, am I being overly friendly or, or is he being overly friendly? You know, it was just like, oh, there's my family. Hey, how's it going? Nice to see you. You know, it was yeah. awesome. It really was. Yeah. And that's how you know that there's more to this is when when you go to those type of events and you and you come out of it, you know, energized. When Joe and I got back, you know, we brought it to the channel. We did a five hour stream here and and we just couldn't we just couldn't stop talking about it. It was just so amazing. We wanted to tell everybody what the experience was like. Um, and, yeah. and that's what's spreading in that in that, you know, that's how we counter that that evil. You know, what, one of the things I wanted to ask you is, is how you identify when maybe you're getting some type of a spiritual attack. Back in the days, uh, you know, I've been in this fight for a long time as well as you have, um, but I, I've always had uh, spiritual attacks against me to, to the point where, you know, they had me beat down pretty good. What what are some signs, what are some things that people can look for to, to know that they need to get themselves into the spiritual realm to, to solve problems that they may see in front of them? Good question. So one of the things that we often talk uh, about with uh, Transcend the Matrix is when you see something that is illogical, there's a pretty good chance that there's some nefarious energy uh, underneath it. So if you look out into nature, everything has logic and sequence, even the spirals in the Nautilus, all the patterns in the Fibonacci sequence, all of those things are all logical and natural. And they have the, the pattern to them. The ice crystal, when you look at that and you freeze the ice crystal, are you guys familiar with Dr. Emoto from Japan? Uh, the name rings a bell, but I'm not, not very, very familiar now. He did a series of studies, wrote how many books on this subject. He would basically take wars, put it in glass jars, pure, pet, um, purified jars, put a label on one jar that said hate, label on the other jar that said love, take the water from those jars, freeze it, and then look at the ice crystals under a microscope and see what they look like, and then photograph them. So the ice crystals from the jar that had the word love on it were these beautiful snowflakes, like you'd imagine all the hexagon patterns and just beautiful. The ice crystals that were formed from the ice that came out of the jar that had the word hate on it were all broken, deformed, messed up, and ugly. Mm. And so there's a there's a, a real world example where you can actually see the science of the difference and the energetic signature of what is carried in the the intent and the word of love versus the word hate. And he did the same sort of experiment with water that came out of um, treatment plants and all sorts of stuff. And the general theory uh, result was that the ice crystals all look the same. Now, what they did then was they started praying on this water and infusing it with love out of the toxic plants that was all messed up. And it began transforming and changing the structure in those ice crystals and starting to repair itself and, and come back online. Wow. Now, when you look at uh, us as humans, we're made up of what percentage of water in our bodies? 80 something like 80 or 72 percent 80 percent something like that so if we're a container like a glass jar and what is the label basically on our forehead what are we walking around in as far as our label that we're we're broadcasting gotcha so here's the thing is this is where it brings in the importance of what's going on in the mainstream media 
they are broadcasting continually lies, deceit, deception, false statements, you name it. They are projecting that out through the frequencies of the airwaves and people who are sitting in front of those uh, TVs are soaking up that frequency and thereby changing their frequency and ultimately changing the label on their forehead because they come away from the, the television or the news with this murder's happened, this um, tragedy's happened, this person died, this disease has just been found, this bat has now mated with that and created a virus in a certain lab in China. All of that crap. And so they are pushing this out there in a frequency that is affecting us in an electromagnetic sense, you could say spiritually. So one of the things that I, we say to, to people to look out for is the things that don't make sense, the illogical, because pretty much guaranteed that underneath that illogical uh, situation that you've observed is someone manipulating the intent to try and screw things up and it's not natural. Now, the other component as to why the illogical is important is because what happens when normal people run into something that is illogical? Their first response is to say something like WTF. What the is going on? Now, in that sense, uh, and we learned this from actually speaking to a, uh, a warlock from New York. He was ranked as one of the third uh, most powerful warlocks in New York. How do you find? How do you hold on a second? Wait, wait. How do you find like a high-ranking warlock? I'm pretty sure you just put an ad on Facebook. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. <laughs> or you just ring it, ring up Facebook. Can I speak to your warlock division? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go ahead. Sorry, I, had, I couldn't let that go. Oh, yeah, we spoke to a high-level warlock. Oh, okay. So tell me. Okay, so go ahead. Continue on. This is someone who's who subsequently left all of that behind and swung I see, to okay. become an evangelist. So he's, he's come out to be able to say, this is what I used to do. Gotcha. This is what we used to get up to. He was telling us about how organized they were. They'd broken down the planet into precincts. And basically the way you got ranked in these precincts was by how much trauma and chaos you could cause. So when you start thinking about it from that perspective, you start thinking, well, San Francisco and all the poop on the streets and homelessness and all the rest of it, they must be ranking themselves pretty high with all of that sort of chaos. So Nancy Pelosi is like a tier, top tier warlock or something? Is that what you're talking <laughs> Because she's evidence, the queen of freaking evil, man. The, the dots could be joined to that quite easily, you could say. Yeah. And so one of the things that um, he was telling us was, Consider the, the, the ways in which the, the demonic forces and these, this evil can get into you. And one of the ways that he was talking about it was through gateways. Now, you've got emotional gateways and mental gateways. Now, when you go to that state of what the fuck, your mental gateway is, is it's like a schism. It's fractured. You're, you're, you're sit, literally sitting there going, I can't make sense of this. This is illogical. And at that moment, there's an opening for these demonic forces to jump in. So keep an eye out for the illogical and keep your guard up 
And the thing is, we are powerful. We can say no to this sort of stuff. And this is where the spiritual battle comes in. It's like setting your boundaries. You're saying, no, I don't consent to this kind of activity. I am not accepting that sort of force in there. But if you don't know about it, then this is where it sneaks in under the cover of darkness. And um, it's like leaving the back door of your house open or, or your car unlocked when you go to the mall. People don't do that today. They lock their doors and they shut their, their house down and they defend their territory. They defend their real estate. And if you think about that from an energetics perspective, what are you doing to defend your physical body and your spiritual body? What are you allowing into your field? What are you saying no to? Well, I'll tell you, um, there was there was a time where I decided I wanted to ch challenge whatever it was. I'll, tell, I'll just tell you the story and you tell me what you think of it. Um, you know, I... I was I was beat down uh, during the Obama administration when I was watching what he was doing to our country, and then we started getting into the research of what's of what's even bigger behind the scenes, and then you started to get into the satanic uh, pedophile trafficking stuff, which we all know is real. They, they can try to deny it all they want, but we all know what happens. And when you start to see that much evil and you study it at an, at an obsessive rate, sixteen hours a day, um, and then for about six months. I basically couldn't sleep. I was tossing and turning, waking up in the middle of the night with, I don't know why, the sweats, cold. Um, and then I finally just decided to, to let it, just let myself go there, whatever it was going to take me. And I had the most terrifying dream where I had to choke out a demon. I, I basically had to convince myself that this freaking thing was real in my dream, and then I had to go after it and and literally choke it out. And it was not, you know, it was terrifying. I woke up, freaked out. I had bent down on my knees and asked my wife to pray with me. It was, it was, it was serious. It was, it was a dream that I'll never forget. I've only told this story like twice, but so, you know, to to your point, what are you allowing to come inside of you? It it was terrifying, Scott. Yeah. And dreams are a way where a lot of us experience the, the multidimensional realms. Um, I'm uh, kind of envious of my wife. She is able to do it 24-7. She gets direct communication, um, communicates with God and uh, the guides, and she's like gets communication left, right, and center. My communication comes through my dream experiences. But I've seen a noticeable uh, change in what I've experienced uh, through my dream experiences from the perspective where I used to have uh, beings that would try to scare me in a dream. They'd slam a door in my face when I go to open the door and you'd wake up with those, the sweats and the chills and you're like, what the hell just happened there? And you, you're freaking out because yeah. it's, it's a pretty scary situation. And I used to get that from childhood up until the point where I started learning about how to clear my field and effectively fend off these demons and confront them. And by the sound of what you did, you, you reached that choice point where you went, actually, I'm going to take a stand here and I'm going to confront it. And the thing I've say to a lot of folk is we don't realize our true power when it comes to that realm. We all are typically quite scared of some of that sort of stuff. And you look at the movies. It scared the, the shit out of me. It scared the living shit out of me because yeah. it you're 
just continue on with the idea that people, we don't realize how powerful we are in that realm. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So one thing I say to folk is look at most of the instances that come up in those dream experiences. Most of the stuff that gets thrown at us in those dream experiences, you've got beings or entities that are working behind the scenes. They're behind the door, behind the shadows, behind the curtains or in the shadows. They are ultimately sneaking around because they're not coming up to your face and going, you, I'm going to pick a fight with you. They are ultimately scared and afraid of who we are and what we can do. And as a result, they're kind of sitting behind the wall, throwing stones at the window, trying to scare you, trying to freak you out, make a noise over here in the shadows. And I'd say there's a pretty strong chance that in most, in many cases, that's what is operating. So when you see it from that perspective, you go, these guys are just sneaky, scared little teenagers, basically, who are trying to pick yes. a fight with a Goliath. Yes. And they really, they know what our power is, but they're like throwing those pebbles at the stones, trying to poke the bear. And when you step up and you go, no, get the hell out of here, get out of my field. And you know it and you have the conviction behind that uh, command to actually say that and get them out. They run, they're gone. Um, And this is where that spiritual war is learning that we have that capability ourselves, knowing what our true power is and our strength. Because without that, you're relying upon someone else. It, and it, this is, I think, it's like General Flynn's message uh, from the Dallas event. Yeah. Get in, get in the game. Local action, national impact. Take a stand. Start doing things. And this is where I said earlier on, uh, we created a page on the website, uh, Transcend the Matrix, called Transcend the Mask and Transcend the Vaccine. Simple questions that you can start asking of folk. I mean, uh, there was an article that came out just recently that said they, they reckon that the number of vaccine-related deaths is close to 6,000 now, and yet they reckon that possibly only 1% of the deaths are actually reported. It's a legal requirement for health practitioners to report this stuff. So why don't we write to the health practitioners, write to your doctors and say, A, are you aware of the law? B, are you following the law? C, how many have you reported so far? I mean, these doctors at the moment are largely being pushed around by their their board and threatened such that, if they don't do what the board says, they'll lose their license. But there's uh, a really good example. And and this one I only just saw, uh, I think it was a gym owner from New Jersey was speaking at the uh, event in Tampa. He said 81 million people have been waiting for one person to save them or to solve a, a single problem. And you've actually got, 81 million people who can solve one problem and you make a, make a dent in it. And I thought it was a good analogy. It's like each one of us can get on the email, write a letter if you want and write to these doctors and say, Hey, what are you doing? Here's the law. Are you aware of it? Are you following it? What are you doing? 
Um, it appears to me that they don't really care what the law is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I'm just being honest. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. And at the same time, you got a lot of patriots, digital soldiers, if you like, who are yeah. sitting back going, how can I help? What can I do? Yeah. What can I do? How can I get in this game? And there's stuff like that. It may go like water off a duck's back on some of the doctors. They might go, whatever. Maybe it's 10 letters that come in the mail, maybe 100, maybe 1,000. At some point, maybe there's an impact. But at least for those digital soldiers who are sitting on the couch at the moment, they go, I took a stand, I stepped in the fight, I did something. And that's what it's about, I think, doing something and not just waiting for someone to come along and save you. Absolutely. It's um, and that's something that, uh, you know, all of these, you know, we we all had that transition period uh, after the November 5th and after, you know, after January and the rest where we were like, it, we had t- took some time just kind of take it in. But we've all then, you know, picked our boots up and said, let's roll. I mean, we, we've all yeah. just said, you know what we got, we, we can't stand down. We all see what's happening and I think that's that motivation and what's behind that is is so positive and so good that it's just continuing to grow and it's going to continue to grow. Um, and I think we're in for a, 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 a interesting lifetime. I think <laughs> the next twenty years are going to be quite interesting in this world. Um, yeah. One of the things that you mentioned was uh, was the Dallas event and and some of the things that that that. Uh, uh, you talked about there. Can you talk a little more about the different interviews that you got uh, while you were there, who you had a chance to talk to, and and what were some maybe like uh, little interesting nuggets that people would like to hear about your experience over in Dallas? Okay, so, yeah, we we interviewed um, – uh, I, I was actually able to interview Evan Sayet, who was the author of The Woke Supremacy. Uh, so that was actually an interesting interview. And um, really, it shifted my perspective away from how much of the, the popular discussion is pushed towards race, when really what is going on is a supremacy movement uh, underneath it. And the way Evan described it was, he basically said the, the, tr- the, the characteristics of a supremacy um, movement is you have to adhere to the uh, traits of that organization or that um, movement such that you enjoy the, the rights, uh, privileges, and protections of that, that organization. Mm-hmm. And he said, now, one of them is race. Now, that they use that as race for supremacy. But he said, also look at uh, class. And he gave the example of uh, Marxist Russia, I think. It's like if you weren't in the elite class or the uh, bourgeoisie, I think that was. Yeah. Might be getting that wrong. If you weren't in that elite class and you were in the the proletariat or the working class, then you didn't get any of the rights, benefits or privileges or protections of them. And that was the the prime characteristic of a supremacy movement. And then he characterized it to, well, what are we seeing at the moment with regard to the, the wokeism and the censorship? If you don't toe the line and espouse the, the the party line of what's being put out on Twitter by the Blue Checkmark Brigade, then you don't get the protections or the platform. We just cancel you. Yeah. Now 
that was fitting the exact definition of what he outlined as, as, as a supremacy movement. And yet the inversion here is that we're, we're meant to believe that it's a white supremacy. And the irony is it's not white supremacy, it's not colour, it's this ideology that's being suppressed, the truth, and there is where your supremacy is being rolled out. So that was a really interesting interview with Evan. Yeah, that is extremely and, interesting. And he's uh, got a, got his book, I think, on Amazon, The Woke Supremacy. Uh, the other interview I did, which was um, a good one, was with Doug Billings from The Right Side with Doug Billings. Yeah. And uh, he was talking about the election in uh, the audit results in Arizona. And same thing, basically, the, the results are going to come out. It'll show that President Trump won that by uh, an absolute landslide. So um, we, we spoke about the spectrum of how at one end there are people who have a complete understanding of what's going on. They've seen all the results from the likes of documentaries from Mike Lindell. They know that the, it was rigged and stolen, that sort of stuff. And at the other end of the spectrum, you've got people who are still getting their source of information from the likes of CNN and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And they are struggling to believe the possibility even that the voting machines were connected to the internet, yeah. let alone that someone might have altered them, hacked into them, let alone the possibility that someone in America or even outside of America could do anything to them. So there's that massive spectrum and there's that information war of, of the mainstream media are suppressing all of this stuff and you can see their agenda plain as day. And it's, pretty, are, it's pretty amazing because you can see from 2016 when they were complaining about how there was fraud with Trump in, and then four years later, all of a sudden they forgot all that shit and there's no such thing as fraud. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very inconvenient. We don't want to talk about that anymore. And it's the same thing with the, the vaccine um, situation. There was an article that came out uh, just recently as a result, I think as, as to the reporting uh, impact of what's going on this vaccine adverse effects reporting system, the VAERS database. They're now trying to get ahead of that curve by saying, oh, well, people actually die uh, from heart attacks every day. People die from these other diseases every day, except 12 months ago when, when they did that, they died with COVID, not from it. So back then yeah. it was convenient to, to label them as COVID-19 deaths. Today, when they die within 20, 24 to 48 hours of having a shot, oh, nothing to do with the vaccine. No, no, couldn't possibly be. It's just a coincidence. It's, uh, it's one of the things that just is kind of shocking to me, uh, you know, similar to, to uh, the mask thing. I was just shocked that so many people just like blindly just, okay, we'll do what we're told. Uh, similar with the vaccines. I was just shocked there were so many people that wanted to go get an emergency use vaccine that hadn't been tested. And we have no, it's a new version of a vaccine that nobody knows, really knows anything about. Uh, they say they, they, you know, they put little uh, nuggets out there telling you, oh, look, this, this is all it is. This is all it is. But come on. It's, it, there's always more to the story than meets the eye. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's really interesting to see um, what's going on. We follow that uh, space quite closely. Uh, close friend of Deb's is uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Gotcha, and yeah. So, yeah, we, we've been following what she's been talking about. 
And it was actually interesting. She was the one who put me onto doing this page on the website that transcend the vaccine. Because um, in 1976, apparently 53 people died as a result of this mass vaccination program that they rolled out. And that was enough to bring to a halt the, the whole thing. Amazing concept. Currently sitting at nearly 6,000 and everything's business as usual. It's um, that, it's uh, that formula. Uh, profits over over uh, a small percentage. They look at it as what less than you know point five percent probably total vaccines given. So that's profits over people. It's the same story. Big Pharma's been doing for our whole lives. They control our healthcare systems. They control the drug supply. They control all of it, and yep. they've consolidated their power to a point where they bought off everybody who will stop them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we've got to the point where we think uh, we've got to place our trust in the pharmaceutical industry more so than God. Yeah. And, I mean, God's equipped us with an immune system. <laughs> Amazing concept. Amazing. You know, it's, it's something that we've used our whole lives when we were little kids crawling, eating dirt and bugs and everything else. Uh, now they <laughs> want to keep us in, you know, locked up in these little bubbles of, of uh, false safeness. Is that a word? You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, you know, this false false feeling of being safe, and it's just a, it's ridiculous for a virus that has 99.9%, 98.9.8% survivability. Just it just makes no sense. And it's just it's it was baffling to me to watch so many people talk about being excited to get the, the jab. It's amazing. You want an example of a, a WTF moment? Something that's illogical? Mark of the Beast. Yeah, uh, we mean, got, un, underneath all of that, you got some pretty sinister stuff going on. There's no doubt about it. I appreciate that. I wanted to get to one more thing in the last six minutes before we uh, get to the top of the hour. Then we'll take uh, we'll do a, a quick advertisement, guys. We'll do Joe's nose, news blitz after the top of the hour, and then we'll take your guys' call. So d- d- give us about 15 minutes before you, st- you start calling in here, guys. Um, I want to find out more about these retreats. You have the on, hey. on the website that you have here. You have a, a, re, a retreats section, the Mount Shasta retreats uh, that you talked about earlier. You have virtual retreats that you have been having going on since 2013, three-day and three-night virtual re- retreats. You have other scheduled re- retreats coming in through June, end of June and into July. Can you tell us about these? What could people expect and what kind of attendance do you normally get to these? Uh, again, we've, uh, this is something that we've just uh, relaunched. Um, as as we said, we're out of the, out of the public for quite some time there, but um, we've got the capacity to host uh, quite a number of folk, um, twenty or so folk at our retreat center here in Northern California. And um, basically, they're not like your typical Mount Shasta retreats. I I describe them as it's not like you're turning up and and going to the the tourist kind of scene where at nine o'clock we're going to go look at the headwaters and. And 10.15, we're going to go up to Bunny Flats on, on the mountain and check out this vortex. It basically is, um, and Deb, Deb will lead this. She will kick your ass spiritually and multidimensionally. And it's essentially, um, we, we start off with activations and, and clearing the field. So um, basically getting all the demonic and dark stuff out of your field so that you're working with a clean slate. So that's the starting point. And from there, it's like, okay, what is in the highest good of the group to to bring forth? Deb will usually bring in some communication 
And typically uh, that'll result in an activation. Now, an activation is something where she brings through uh, high vibration energy. Her lips move really fast. Uh, it looks really weird, but basically you feel it. And I can attest to this because before I came uh, from Australia over to the States, uh, Deb did an activation with me over Skype. I was lying flat on my back under a tree talking to her on Skype. When I finished, I felt like I'd done 100 sit-ups. Wow. And that was something that went, oh, okay, there's something different here. There's, there's something wrong. People will often experience chills. They'll experience tingling. Uh, they might start um, dreaming where they presently, uh, if they didn't dream, uh, the field that we've got activated here in Mount Shasta, we've spent years cultivating that, keeping it clean, keeping it protected. And for people who are familiar with Mount Shasta, it has an, it is, or has been a, an epicenter of energetic work. People pilgrimage to Mount Shasta. We have visitors come from India and uh, all over the world. And so um, just the location itself is an energetic hotspot. And um, unfortunately, there's also the forces that want to mess with that. And Mount Shasta has had its fair share of that and has been messed with, um, with people doing black magic and all sorts of stuff as well. So that's, that's what you can expect on a retreat. It's, it's not your uh, tourist kind of retreat where you're looking at waterfalls and rainbows. Uh, it is going to be some hardcore uh, spiritual energetic work. Uh, you might find yourself uh, wanting to go curl up in bed and just cocoon. And you're going to be processing stuff, whether it be mentally or actually through your physical body and your, your field will change. It'll go through an alchemical change. So hopefully that answers your uh, question on the retreats there. Very, very, very interesting. Uh, several people in chat have been to uh, Mount Shasta and, and talks about uh, uh, very powerful uh, experiences when they were there as well. So I appreciate that very much. For those of you that want to find out more about uh, those retreats, uh, go to the website, transcendthematrix.com. Link's been there in the chat. You'll find it on the website later on this evening. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting stuff, man. It's, uh, it, take, it takes a special person to kind of want to put themselves out there in a situation like that. I bet those experiences in the past have been uh, quite revealing and quite interesting. Um, what what yeah. more do you have upcoming uh, in the near in the near future? Uh, there's a lot of events that are coming up uh, in the in the summer, going into the fall. Uh, do you have anything else that you that you have upcoming where you'll be doing uh, speeches or things like that? Uh, nothing planned for speeches as yet. Uh, we're looking at probably adding to the calendar potentially in July and August uh, some additional retreats. Uh, the other ones that we do as well. And ironically, um, it's these virtual retreats, and this happened long before these lockdowns came into, into being. Deb was working with people's holographic fields remotely, and we'd do three uh, Zoom sessions over the course of three days and, and host these retreats, and people were having all sorts of changes. Uh, they'd report back that they'd um, find us in their dream experiences working with them. Uh, all sorts of amazing um, things. So that was our, our virtual retreats. We don't have anything uh, lined up for speaking engagements. We're actually wanting to dedicate some time to writing uh, a book, uh, basically nice. plan to restore humanity and your role in it. Uh, everyone's at choice point. 
And um, so, yeah, it, it literally is mapping out and laying out um, the stakes that we're at and that each one of us are here and can make a difference. And everyone's being faced with choices and they're choosing, even on the political stage, you look at what happened with uh, the Republican Party, uh, even, for example, in certifying that election, they were presented with the op opportunity to decertify or certify those results. They got to each make a choice. Now, the choices that everyday people make um, may not um, matter on that degree of magnitude, but I'd say that each one of them all collectively contribute to the choice and the collective consciousness such that what are you adding into that field? Are you adding those um, aspects of truth, honesty, integrity, justice? Or are you adding lies and deception? Because they're all going to pull up in one form or another. And each day you can make that choice and contribute the positive nature, or you can make other choices. Hopefully, you make the good choices. You know, it's a, that conscious decision to um, to spread love and to spread an energy around you is something that I had to work on very, very hard, and it's something that I continue to work on. I think all of us could probably make ways at, at, at trying to address that more in our lives as well. I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to do a quick uh, break here. If you want to take a quick break, a um, minute and a half of your time, we'll do an, an advertisement. Joe's uh, News Blitz at after the top of the hour, then we'll take a bunch of your guys' calls. I also want to find out more about uh, what type of uh, content they're going to be pushing out uh, as well on their channel. So let's talk about a little bit about that after the top of the hour, too. Quick a minute and a half of your time. Rise Attire USA.com is the official show sponsor of Brothers Uncensored and UncensoredAve.com. Help them out. They got their funding uh, taken down, as a lot of us have, uh, deplatformed for supporting shows like this. It's always how they do it. They go after the sponsors. Well, they got teams working behind the scenes now, thanks to what you guys have done. If you want to help them out, go to RiseAttireUSA.com in the meantime. And as soon as we, we, they get their stuff uh, relaunched, we'll let you guys know. But we're, how about a Delete the Elite today? Let's play Delete the Elite today uh, in, in honor of our Aussie friend who probably hasn't seen this yet. So stand by for that, and then we'll get uh, to Joe's News Blitz here, and then uh, more from you guys. Stand by. Messages to reject. No need for their hidden agendas realized by subversion. Or extremist vendettas that target the free. Our weapons now. are truth that prove highly effective with an impact surpassed only by the span of their reach. The powers that hope to control us will feed on those lost in philosophies devoid of all meaning. Don't be enticed by the divisive self-righteous who deal in deception, suppression, and greed. Flee from the nation of mindless who preach what's been forced down their throat by their peers and their teachers. Run from the depraved, guilty of treason whose roads have been paved by the tricks of their sleeves. When it's real, you can feel it. It appeals to your senses, whether dull or intense, most will tend to agree. We won't leave the blinded behind. We'll shoulder wounded soldiers till it's over, then we'll train them to see. The truth is the future. This beautiful movement makes the gatekeepers useless and their lies obsolete. With fury we'll fight. By the glory of God, we'll delete the elite and release all their secrets. RiseAttireUSA.com. It's been a while since we had a chance to listen to that. Man, I miss it. I love it. Check them out when you guys get time. And um, also, if you want to find out more about Rise Attire, you can go to the website, our website as well. So appreciate you guys. Appreciate their support, your guys' support for Rise Attire this whole time. The discount code will get active again soon. So we'll let you guys know when that's fixed. 
All right, let me do a fa- let me uh, do a quick rapid fire segment here with Joe. Stand by for that, and uh, we'll get a quick uh, news blitz out there to you guys. Uh, rapid fire news blitz. First, let me play the rapid fire opener, and then we'll get your guys' calls here after that. Joe, let us know what you got on your mind today in the news blitz. Go ahead. Man, you guys are giving us all kinds of love out there in gold pills. Be the light, Darth Q369, Sly Park, Warrior Mima, and tons of others out there. Thank you guys for all the awesome comments. I know you guys are really enjoying this conversation, so I'm just going to rush through this real quick. Former executive of Turner Construction jailed for rolling $15 million bribery scheme. Why is that important? Because that's the third city New York-based construction executive that was sentenced to federal prison uh, recently. Uh, So that's why I found that interesting. Lots going on there in New York. Uh, Another one here that was interesting, ex-Air Force civilian pleads guilty to rigging contracts in exchange for $2.3 million in bribes. This is a former civilian Air Force. Um, Just another interesting story. Also very interesting was the Fuji's rapper Praz faces new criminal charges linked to 1MDB. Huh. Really? That's very interesting. It says that the uh, Fuji's rapper um, known as Praz uh, with new criminal charges accusing them of running a back channel campaign to get the Trump administration to drop an investigation to Lowe and the 1MDB investment company and to have a Chinese dissident returned to China. Very interesting there, huh, Abe? So you're muted. Uh, pl- big, big you gonna, big were you going to try to share your screen or just let it roll? Oh, I was just rolling through real quick. Cool, cool. Uh, Herschel Walker post video appearing to tease U.S. Senate run in Georgia. Very interesting. Also, you guys probably heard Trump is returning to Ohio, and he's going to be in Wellington Wellington happens to be in our good buddy J.R. Majewski's uh, uh, town or close to his town. So that was super interesting. Got a couple of these Tulsa man sentenced for abuse, sexual conduct with a minor. I probably got about four or five of those, but uh, we get those every single day, guys. There's one in Minnesota. um, Where else? All all over the place. There's five or six of them that that I saw today. Um, again, this child trafficking, sexual, uh, uh, misconduct and everything else, this stuff has been going on and it's still, uh, coming out in the news. So it's good to see that, uh, something's actually happening there. Um, that's pretty much all I had for you today, brother. I wanted to just cruise right through that. Cause I know we've got people that uh, probably want to call in and, and talk to Scott. Yeah. So I just wanted to. Yeah, there's already a couple. There's already a couple in there. I wanted to add a couple of articles that I had uh, highlighted. Missing Fulton County chain of custody documents to be investigated by Secretary of State Raffsenberger in Georgia. Hmm. At first, he said everything was fine, but now he says we need to restore the confidence in our elections, and we need to find the chain of custody for thousands of ballots that all of a sudden showed up out of nowhere. Huh? Go figures. Funny how that was. Yeah, funny how that happens. It's going to continue to come, dude. Uh, Governor Abbott yep. says uh, $250 million allocated for the Texas border wall. Sets up also a donation website. I think you did cover that one. 
Uh, yeah, crowdfunding yes, for that. Yeah. Um, awesome. China on Thursday launched a, a crewed spacecraft, the Shenzhou 12. So uh, China, uh, very active in space. Thank you, Hillary, from America for sale. Um, oh, I was checking uh, reciprocity map, and I still need to get my EIN figured out. Okay, that's everything. <laughs> my list of shit I need to get done that I never get to. Uh, Scott, I wanted to – Scott, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about uh, the content that you guys are putting out and uh, where, where people can find you and how often you guys put out content. So can you tell us a little bit about your channel and the content you guys put out? Okay, cool. So – we have uh, two shows that we're doing at the moment. Uh, one is Warrior Up with Deb to Transcend the Matrix. And that's a call-in show where people can call in and Deb will actually, she calls it tuning in. She will communicate with your higher self and bring through um, uh, communication that will help people un- get unstuck and um, go through with what's going on in their life. And they're available on our website, the the archives of those. And you can get a, a sense for what we do and what she does on those shows. So that's that's the show that Deborah does. Um, we're probably doing those once a week at this stage, I think on uh, Wednesdays. Uh, our schedule has been a little bit flexible lately, but we do try and keep that um, up to date through newsletters and um, on the website. The other show that we do is uh, Restore Humanity show. And that one we will uh, do, I, I do that one with Deb. And we're going get, to start getting into a little bit more of the, some of the current affairs and reviewing what's going on in the same way you guys are reading out the news and that sort of thing. Um, but we've, we've been, uh, do that as well as a call-in show where people can call in and talk about some of the, the ways in which they're making a difference out in the, the world. Uh, and again, the, the archives of that are available on our website um, uh, in that sense. So um, that's that's what we've got out there at the moment. Uh, how that plays into us with uh, writing the, the book uh, that we're going to switch our focus to, um, we may scale back those uh, to a little bit, but we're currently pushing out uh, some of the interviews that we did at Dallas uh, from that event there. So I think um, we're actually going to put out the press conference that we did with General Flynn uh, this evening. Yeah, you asked uh, a couple of really good questions to that. I'm looking forward to seeing that. So you think that'll be dropped tonight and that's going to be on your Twitch and YouTube channels? Uh, yes, we're going to do it on Twitch and YouTube. And I think also it'll be uh, available as a post because we've got it pre-recorded. And that is going to be the highest quality. That'll be the, the 1080p version. Can you do me a favor and um, and get me the link to um, – or actually, I could probably try to find it. I want to put it on the website when I put the, your links together so people can find that. You guys have to see that press conference, that the questions that he had for General Flynn where we're revealing were, were some of the best questions that were asked, to be completely honest. Yeah, just real quick, I was literally standing off to the side, me and, me and you were, Abe. I mean, we were able to, to, to actually be there for that whole press conference that you guys did, and, man – some great questions were asked there uh, were asked there. There was one. Uh, I, I don't know. I totally skipped this. I wanted to save it for last. But this article says U.S. owned uh, Australian TV network tries to reel in ad money using social justice pitch and progressive viewers. Um, of course, we were just kind of talking about this earlier, but um, it says hit by flagging uh, ratings, Australian based network. 
Um, it's a virtual presentation on Thursday. The network touted its ability to influence culture and social pro, uh, progressive audience as qualities that separated it from its competition. Executive also, executives also spoke about its emphasis on integrity and the need to the need for purpose driven programming. <laughs> oh, man. Unbelievable how the U.S. owned Australian TV network just seems to go how many, all over the how world. How many Marxist cold words can you put in one announcement? <laughs> no, right? This was out of uh, RT. Uh, so, I mean, you know, they're pretty, you know, fairly center um, article driven. But even then, they couldn't even put it center. Um, so I just wanted to comment. Uh, I just wanted to report that real quick. I thought that was interesting as well. Yeah, the media one, is definitely a problem. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, one thing um, briefly from your uh, news um, section there, Joe, you mentioned 1MDB. That uh, piqued my interest because years ago, I think it was 2019, there was a luxury mega yacht which was seized by the Malaysian government that was associated with that 1MDB. So um, that was, I, I still follow the industry quite well. I spent 12 years in the, in the industry and worked as a captain on those luxury mega yachts. So um, weren't those, uh, wasn't, weren't those lots linked to, to uh, Saudi kingdom in some way? Is it the same ones or is that a different one? I think this one was a Malaysian um, businessman. Oh, okay. But um, the, the question that came up around that time was, is this evidence of some of these assets being seized for people who are doing shady things? And I don't think we can answer that one just yet, but. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, that one MDB scandal is, uh, is transcending the matrix around the world because <laughs> it's affecting everybody. And it's been a huge story that we've covered uh, for the last three years. And everyone's just watching as the dominoes fall. Um, for sure. And I'm sure you have more info on that we could get to. I would do want to welcome our friend from across the pond, Denise, into the show today. How are you tonight, Denise? I'm good, thank you. Oh, Denise, fantastic to hear you, uh, hear from you today. What's on your mind? Well, good day, Scott. Oh, hi, Denise. <laughs> good day. Um, I, I, ha- I'm, um, I have things to say, but not relevant to your guests or this show at this time. I just want to tell Scott that um, I found what he's been saying fascinating. And I hadn't, uh, my apologies, but I hadn't heard of you before, but I will be looking you up now um, to find out what else you've you've got to say, um, what you and your wife have been doing and your views on things, etc. Um, but other than that, apart from saying thank you to Scott for showing me somebody else to focus some attention on yeah um that was all i had to oh and my brother lives in penrith oh wow okay very good he lives near the ponds you'll know where that is yeah penrith yeah yeah down in uh just outside of sydney i think they're yeah building a new airport down there as well i'm not sure about that he lives near the ponds you'll know where the ponds are very good um but other than that, I haven't got anything else to say apart from thank you for bringing this guest on. Awesome. Thanks, Denise. That was my pleasure. Thank you. It, it, uh, 
you could tell uh, that that it was definitely somebody who uh, I just wanted to find selfishly kind of find out more about and bring him to you guys. So uh, I'm glad we had a chance to have this discussion. Is there anything happening over there with the Queen or uh, the, the fallout from Biden? Well, any updates on that, Denise? They're still they're still chuckling at him. They're still um, laughing at uh, the things he said. Uh, Bojo has just extended our Freedom Day from the 21st of June to the 17th of July. But he's getting big pushback on that. Um, I think there's a demonstration going to be going on. Mass a mass mask burst burning event, from what I can gather on the 21st of June. Um, so they're still trying. This, this, and uh, Matt Hancock seems to be in even more um, trouble. There was an email released that apparently Boris sent to Cummings saying that he's an effing idiot. <laughs> Matt Hancock is an effing idiot. So um, He's your guy's yeah. Fauci, right? That's the same... That's it, yeah. yeah. He's the, he's the, but the, well, all of them are. That they're all, they are not. Not one of them is a virologist. Um, they all have. Uh, what's the what's the word? Um, my my mind's gone blank. What's the word for influencing people's mentality? Psychologists. They're all. Psychologist, oh. so that should tell you something. That's, that's I, thought you were all, I thought you were going to say they're all psychopaths. <laughs> well, that as well. That, that as well. That as well. Well, most psychologists, yeah, are uh, have issues of their own. It seems to me everyone I've met, anyway. <laughs> Yeah. So that that's their medical license, though. These are the people that are that are, that are telling the world how what they need to do for um, this vaccine. Huh? That's interesting. Yeah, the, those insect, the the medical experts. Not one of them's a virologist. They're all they've all got some form of qualification in psychology, and we all know what psychology is meant to be used for. Yep, manipulation of people, and that's what they're good little puppets doing their jobs. Go figure. Good stuff, Denise. Appreciate you very much. Any other last comments before I let you go, Denise? No, that's it. Thank you very much. We no one else has called in yet, so uh, open phone lines if you want to hang out. Denise, you're welcome to. Oh, I'll hang around because I always have something pops into my head, and I've <laughs> always gone offline <laughs> when it does. Yeah, well, I, I, you, you mentioned Bojo. That's the first time I've heard uh, Boris uh, called Bojo. So uh, probably r- rhymes quite nicely with Bozo. Well, Bojo's been his nickname. For years, I think wow. even even when he was mayor of London, I think he was being called Bojo. Because mm. he's Boris Johnson, you see. It's just a short name. Interesting. Uh, mayor of London, because uh, the city of London has a pretty powerful uh, role in terms of uh, how things, from my understanding, the Queen uh, has to go in civilian attire into the city of London. Yes, there's, there's two Londons. There's London... And the city of London and the city of London is a city within a city, much like the Vatican is mm-hmm. in Italy. It's much like that. So, yes, she does have to ask permission to enter there and she can't take any of her regalia in there. Um, it has its own police force, its own security force, etc. Um, but that is also where 
the money is held. That's where the banking area is. Um, yeah. And it's the part of the tier into our our money system, our uh, banking area is the one that um, influences the world where as far as money's concerned. Um, but yes, that that is true. The talking about her looking frail, well, for goodness sake, she stepped into the throne when she was 25 years old. She took the throne and she's in her 90s now, I think her mid-90s now. So she's been doing that job a long time. I think I will be looking a bit frail as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how uh, it all transpires. There's a lot of people talking about the um, uh, the ceremony being different. I know back when uh, President Trump was visiting and uh, walked uh, in front of the Queen, uh, a lot of people were... Uh, went crazy about that and yet uh there's quite possible the the symbology or the ceremony involved in that uh might indicate something uh is going on be- below the surface yes scott the 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 correction i'll give you there is he didn't walk in front of her she ushered him in front of her yep there's a difference there but yes. one thing that did happen was she accompanied bear in mind this is only a couple of years ago she accompanied him on inspecting the guard. Mm-hmm. When Biden went to inspect the guard, she sat down, and I think it was Prince Charles escorted him to inspect the guard. So okay. she didn't even accompany him on that. Right. Um, so yes, there were there was there was differences between his visit and President Trump's visit, and I've said to Abe and Joe before that if you watch them any any of the news or any videos covering him his time here with the queen you'll see stark differences between him and the queen and any other world leader ever and the queen um she genuinely liked him and genuinely liked melania and she had genuine laughs, giggles, and smiles all over her face all the time she was with them. Um, whereas she puts the the smile on her face, but I said it never reaches her eyes with anybody else. Yeah. Um, you know so, who didn't have a smile on their face when Trump visited? The Pope at the Vatican. Just saying. Oh, good. <laughs> it looked totally so different body stuck. language there, huh, Denise? Yeah, he looked as though he'd been slapped in the face with a wet kipper. <laughs> uh, Scott, I wanted to ask you a question about you, you have a couple other things on the website that we uh, that I wanted to kind of get to and talk about. Uh, one of those things is this right hither, if I can get that up for you guys. It's called the We the People Task Force. It's time to establish yep. a unified field of patriots, awakened beings, light workers, and people who care and are committed to truth, authentic freedom, sovereignty, sovereignty, and peace and love. <laughs> it has to be said twice. People like yourself that are ready to unify, organize, engage, strategize, and ex- execute a long-term game plan. This is from the website under uh, projects that uh, these guys are working on a lot of different things. But tell us a little bit about this project. Okay, so uh, again, going back to where uh, we've got a lot of uh, digital soldiers sitting on the sidelines, 
wondering what they can do. A lot of us have got skills and talents and that sort of thing. And we see a time where there's going to be uh, some major humanitarian projects uh, going to be a needed and um, people are, are sitting on ideas and stuff of wanting to do things. And for a long time, it's been waiting for that to, to reach um, uh, the public. And so what we said was, well, okay, instead of waiting, let's, uh, let's start. Let's start by um, getting registrations from people and, and starting to uh, organize who's got talents in different areas. There are people who have got uh, the passions like Kate Awakening, who was at the, the show in uh, the event in Dallas. Yeah, Kate's she great. She, she just wants to be a farmer. So there's people who are out there who want to grow food. They want to do these these things, and so uh, there's there's folk who are digital soldiers who are experienced in in other sorts of aspects, and so we thought, well, okay, let's let's start gathering a, a bit of a database and and seeing what people are excited about, what's what's their passion, rather than a have to of oh, I've got to go to work and I've got to do this, which in today's environment, people are, are doing things which they don't enjoy. They're doing it because they have to. They, they have to do it to put the food on the table, to pay the mortgage, to, to keep uh, running in that little rat race uh, like the, the hamster wheel uh, because of the way the, the matrix has been set up. And we so, are a very consumer-based society, and it's, it's that, that um, you know, it's kind of ingrained into who we've become as people, right? Well, not even uh, even from that perspective, just from the perspective of keeping a roof over your head. True. I mean, yeah. the, the, say, for example, the property taxes out here in California, uh, based on what they are, I would imagine that the, the roads should be absolutely gold-plated and Formula One track smooth. Right. They're not. Yeah. Where do all the money go? What's going on? Uh, and- Nancy needed a third home. Yeah, and some more ice cream in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've, you've got folk. Um, this is another thing we, we came across, uh, interviewed a um, gentleman who's running for um, Senate uh, in Oklahoma, or I think it's U.S. Senate, and he's from Oklahoma, uh, Jackson Lawmeyer. His name's a little challenging to roll off the tongue. Gotcha. And uh, I was listening to him when he was interviewed by Deb at, at the event. And I was actually getting quite emotional listening to the things that he was talking about. And I'm going, am I listening to a politician? I, I can't believe I'm. And it was really refreshing to hear some of the people like that who are stepping up, who do have balls and a spine and are actually expressing it and are taking steps to, to make a difference. Yep. And uh, really encouraging to see. There's a few few folk. I think uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene over in the the East Coast is uh, stepping up as well. Yep. yep. Um, I I didn't hold a whole lot of uh, hope until starting to see some people like that step out and and speak like that because previously it's just been rhetoric. It's yeah, um, it's, not, go ahead, it's nice that they're actually just talking from the heart. You know what I mean? Like it's not prepped. And that's what's, you know, we had Mindy Robinson on who's running for Nevada. J.R. Majewski we've had on a while ago is running in Ohio. Uh, same with Mark Piquita. I mean, 
Uh, and uh, the other, uh, Trenton White, who wants to run eventually for something, he just feels it in his heart. Like, that's what's so great about these people that are stepping up recently. None of these people have any agenda except for speaking from the heart. And that's such a change from our, you know, if you just look at the last hundred years of politicians, it's all the same rhetoric. It's all the same crap. And now when you're starting to see this, it truly is truly amazing because you can actually connect with them on a different level. Yeah. Yeah. You can literally feel it as well. You can feel their uh, honesty and integrity. Uh, and absolutely it's, it's rare. I haven't felt that in uh, a long time when listening to most of the talking heads, when they, they get on TV and, and dodge your questions. You, you look at these folks, they get asked a, a question, this press secretary at the moment or um, quasi press secretary, if you could call it that. And they circle back around girl. Yeah. Circle back girl. <laughs> How about circling back to the real answer or the real question? Right. Oh, that'd be an amazing, amazing concept. Warrior Mima and Fly Me and the rest of you guys out there. We got us up to 11,000 gold pills already almost. Man, God bless you guys. Thank you all for your support. We appreciate you very much. Scorp Brad, thanks for, thanks for coming over here to hang out with us. Appreciate you very much. Uh, Death by Rust, Jedi Healer, and the rest of you guys over there in DLive and Twitch. Appreciate you guys being here as well. You know, you said something about um, the, the, the politicians that are being more outspoken and saying who they are. Lauren Boebert, uh, P-shaped out there, said, you know, wanted to drop her name as well. But yes. like you said, people who are are genuine and they're not interested in beating around the bush. They're, they they want to get stuff done and their their words and their actions uh match up and it's it's uh it's pretty refreshing to see a lot more of them step up for sure. Yeah. And even when um President Trump uh was was speaking and he'd he'd drop in the the BS word and a lot of people lost their collective heads. They're like, "Oh my god, he's used profanity." judgment galore projected at him yeah. he shouldn't be doing this it's like he was speaking from the heart and expressing it as it was he was the most real i've ever heard a politician when he dropped that right and swore and called it for what it was i was like oh good on me this guy's awesome yeah. That and the the time you said fuck around and find out um i don't know if you remember him saying that no uh that was pretty amazing and then the other one was um um when there oh, was shit. what was it denise oh shit he said oh shit and then the other one was um do i seem rattled uh when he got asked the question uh about uh somebody trying to crash into uh what was it the front of the building or whatever and uh he walked out there to do a press conference and the first question was you know are you okay how do you feel about this and, he, and he's like do i seem rattled like do i give a fuck i mean basically what he's saying like i know what my social my uh my security guards are all about i know what they're doing to protect me i'm not rattled at all i'm out here just doing a press conference i just love how he was such a bull in the china shop he didn't give a shit what anybody thought he shot from the hip he told it the way it is and i miss it so freaking bad man i really do <laughs> he's he's yeah. just done it again hasn't he He's yes. just done it again, announcing that he's he's going to go to the border. Seeing as Kamala and Biden can't be bothered, he's going to go to the border. Can you imagine the screaming fits that are going on in in Biden's lot now with him coming out and saying that? Are they going to be scrambling to try and get to the border before he does? 
Yeah, well, they'll probably try to throw something out there as, uh, you know, a bone to the people for sure. I see where you're going with that. You're probably right. He could get an Uber and uh, head on down there. (laughs) Just go cruise down there and, you know, with a cameraman and call it a day. You're right, he would. (laughs) Uh, After taking a nap. Yeah, of course. And stopping at McDonald's. (laughs) Uh, yeah. The other website that you have, Scott, that uh, that we've talked a little bit about in the story that we talked a little mm-hmm. bit about is the truth-now.net where you, you talked a little bit about, um, you know, trying to get your vehicle over here. You have a lot more on the site than than just the story about, uh, you know, trying to get that vehicle over to, to, to uh, sorry, to Australia. Um, yep. You know, paying taxes for what is some of the headlines, uh, money out of thick air hidden in financial statements. Uh, case study in Australian taxation office, constitutional or criminal. That's more of a story that we haven't really had a chance to talk about. The the research you did into the corruption and uh, the problems, the, what I've seen is the bedfellows with Beijing uh, has been probably the biggest problem. Um, and then, you know, I don't think uh, – I don't think, uh, no offense, Denise, but the United Kingdom has been great friends to Australia either. But talk about the corruption and some of the things that you researched when you found that stuff. Okay, so that is a huge can of worms. And I'll probably start with, um, are you familiar with uh, liens or financing statements? Yes. Okay, so most people would encounter something like that if they took out finance on something like they borrowed money to buy a car the the bank or the credit union or whatever would uh, complete a financing statement or a lien uh, to secure uh, or registered interest in the collateral such as the vehicle until such time as the loan or the obligation is repaid and so most people uh, run into that sort of usage of a um, financing statement or lien now, in that instance, the, uh, the value of the collateral that's registered by the, the borrower, or sorry, the, the lender, is proportionate to the size of the debt. So they don't go and register uh, an interest in your house and your boat and your other cars and you, all the other assets that you might have. They register the value of the debt, which matches the value of the, the vehicle. Um, and it's usually a one-to-one relationship. So what struck me as strange is when I was researching and digging into documents to, uh, I originally went into it from the perspective of, I wanted to see whether the Uniform Commercial Code or UCC applied within Australia, because I had people saying, no, 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 it doesn't apply, it doesn't apply. And so I went and found some documents that uh, applied to the biggest banks in the country, and there were these financing statements registered by the Reserve Bank of New York over these big four banks in Australia. And I subsequently found that they were also done over 80 or so other banks around the world, including um, Denise, you'll be interested, uh, Lloyd's in uh, the UK. And so here we had these um, uh, security interests being registered Now, you might think, well, okay, how do we know how much money these were pertaining to? Well, the easy answer is you look at the amount of the collateral, and that'll tell you the monetary amount of these loans or arrangements that were in place. 
So the descriptions of the collateral that was registered by the Reserve Bank of New York was every asset, every bond, every dollar, every cent, every digital CD, you name it, chattel paper. It was a paragraph about four lines long describing every single asset that that bank owned and would own. Now that raises the question of, so what is the size of the debt that these banks have through to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York? It is obviously massive to be captured by four paragraphs worth of description of collateral that is everything. Wow. So here are these documents and they're registered within the Washington DC Recorder of Deeds office. I had to pay for the specific documents to download them and I got those for the, the four banks in Australia and I think I got the Lloyds one as well. But what that showed was this massive debt from these banks through to the Federal Reserve Bank in uh, New York. And I'm going, well, okay, what actually is this? What is this arrangement? Now, the first question that came up was to the individual banks in Australia. I wrote to them saying, uh, could you guys please tell me on what page of your annual report to your shareholders you are documenting this massive debt that you have with the Federal Reserve Bank in New York? Because I think it would be something that the shareholders would really like to know about because if you've hocked yourself up to your eyeballs and beyond, then they would want to know yep. how much money you owe. It'd be a liability. Yeah. Like any other institutional organization would report on their annual report. It'd be a liability, a loan, a debt. Crickets. <laughs> Nothing. So I wrote to their auditors. The audit, the company who did their auditing, their annual report, wrote to nine separate uh, offices there. Could you help me understand this uh, annual report that you guys have audited? Where am I going to see this debt that goes to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York? Nothing. Crickets. Huh. So, A, you've got deception going on because they're not disclosing this massive debt. So shareholders might be a little bit concerned about what's going on. And this is going on around the world. So possible scenarios of what was going on with regard to that. This was potentially documentation that was revolving around the control network of the Federal Reserve Banks over the rest of the banks in the, the, the world. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the assets that was registered in, these, in the collateral description was chattel paper. Now, chattel paper is something that uh, represents a whole litany of things, but one of the items was goods. And you look up all of these things in the definition of the UCC system, what, is, what do they all mean? And you go through the definitions. So you go through to goods and it includes the unborn young of animals. Now, that to me struck me as really strange. I was like, okay, so what are the accountants going around uh, counting the farm animals when they're pregnant and going, unborn young of animals, we'd better put that one down on the balance sheet as another asset. Or are we starting to see things tied in with the, the likes of the birth certificates and how they are reflected as bonds such that uh, the creation of new money in today's system no longer represents actual value that has already been created. It 
and it doesn't even represent actual value that may be created in the future. All it represents is a promise to repay. And so this yeah. is the, the monetary system that we're looking at at the moment. When we're Straw back man. When we're back on the, uh, the gold standard, the gold coins and the silver coins represented value, energy and effort that had been already expended. It had been created. If you looked at the monetary system that um, was in existence that uh, was floated by the likes of Abraham Lincoln, they did it in the UK through the Bradbury Pound. Uh, they yeah. did it in Australia through the likes of the Snowy Mountains Water Scheme, where the government would print currency through the treasury as authorised by the constitution for and behalf of the people, then they would print that currency and they would spend it on infrastructure such as a, a dam or a railroad or water pipeline or anything like that that was infrastructure. Then the people would go out and expend the energy and effort that would be the value that is created that backed that currency that was already issued. Now, that allowed for that currency to be issued before the value was created. Today's system is the currency is printed based solely on a promise to repay. You don't even have to create the value to back that currency. Yeah, it's you just have to supposedly pay it back. It's monopoly so an funny example money. Is yeah. if, if you went into the bank and said, I want to borrow $5,000 for a project, I'm going to create this awesome project. And then on Friday, you go back again and say, actually, I changed my mind. I'm not going to create that project. Here's your $5,000 back. There you go. You've repaid that money. Yeah. So that money was created. There was zero value ever created that backed that currency. And so this is what you've got in today's system is a whole heap of tokens, call it fiat dollars, yeah. that exist in the system that have no value that support the creation of those tokens. And so the ratio of value to tokens, which used to be one-to-one, -one, when you were based on a system where the value had to be created already, there was no possible way that you could ever have a one-to-one ratio, -one anything other than a one-to-one -one yeah. ratio. Today, the ratio is one to who knows what. Well, it depends on what the what the dollar or a, a barrel of oil. <laughs> they just they just uh, play more monopoly money with it by manipulating the petrodollar. Denise, any yeah. comments before I uh, bring in? We do have a couple more callers that are here now. No, 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 no. I'll 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 make room for your next caller. That's fine. Thank you very much for having me on. Thanks, Denise. God bless you, Denise. Have a great night. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Three night. En enjoy your tea, Denise. Have a great night. <clears throat> Christina did call in, and, and I, I got Belushi in here, too. I want to get Belushi in here. Uh, but since Christina decided to come from behind the chat and come into the live stream and probably, you know, I'll just dump it on her like, all right, what do you have to say? Actually, I just want to say, hello, Christina. Welcome to the show. And can you do me a favor and hit star six, and that will unmute you, and then we can hear from you. Belushi, sorry, brother. I had to hear from Christina. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yep, the petrol dollar. Good to see you out there. Just open his website, transcendthematrix.com. Yes, lots of interesting info info for sure. Uh, Christina, just need to get you to, uh, I believe it's it was Star Six, right, Joe? Yeah. There you are, Christina. Hello. 
Hey, Christina, oh. how are you doing? One moment. Oh, one type two shields of protection. Sorry, hot mess. I had to go to the bathroom. I like ran back from the bathroom. Gotcha. No problem. <laughs> it's good to see you, Christina. How are you this evening? <laughs> I got two post-its. Well, it's uh, 12.43 p.m. on Maui here. Uh, I'm shaking and very nervous. Oh, don't be nervous at all. We're just hanging out with us like we're just friends and just kind of want to talk. <laughs> it looks like a beautiful uh, evening over there. But uh, there were several things that transcend the Matrix uh, our friend Scott uh, mentioned, and, and you kind of hopped into chat, especially about the the spiritual things. Is that is that one of the things that caught your ear? Yeah, a lot of things caught my ear. There's like so much shit to talk about. I was like, I want to call in, but I'm a hot mess express and I really hate public speaking. So this is a lot for me. So I'm going to breathe. Woosah, Christina. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Basically, it's just four friends hanging out, bullshitting about stuff. That's that's basically what it comes down to. So you're right. You're right. I'm being weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm like shaky. Um, okay, so spiritually, uh, oh, where to go with all of this? Like so much you said, and you speak so different than me. You're so eloquent. Thank you. Like, I, I wish to one day talk like you. <laughs> it's uh, it's years of being well, very well studied and well informed. You can tell that Scott really knows it and can really let it come out. The, the, the thing that I thought was really interesting is is how we can identify when we're being attacked and allowing us to, to see more, uh, allow ourselves to see that. Have you had experiences like that, Christina, where you've, where you've felt that attacks and you've had to find ways of fighting them off? I have to ice my heart to survive the day. So I have so many stories. Uh, the last two times I was in church, um, Catholic school growing up in Minneapolis. So I'm friends with like the Catholic people and I played soccer with all the public school people. So I'm in like both worlds. It's interesting. Um, and, and the last two times I was in church, I was actually an adult after college, like right after college. And we went to church on Easter I freaking, I was in the upper deck because there's so many people hot out and I just, my heart was going and I'm like, I don't want to be here. I didn't want to (laughs) go. I kind of was forced because my family, I'm going to go on Easter, the only day that we go the whole entire year. We don't even go on Christmas. Like, okay, but we have to go again to prove what? Like suck a dick to God? Like, no, no, (laughs) I don't know. So I fainted, huge scene, hospital, like everything. Like thousands of people were there. It was so embarrassing. I don't like attention. Like I really, really don't. Like not like that. Like that's bad attention. Anywho, the next year we go, same. <laughs> we're rolling up to the church. I don't want to go again. I'm like in handcuffs basically. And <laughs> my dad goes, oh, put the ambulance on standby as we're rolling into the church. I'm like, there's no way it'll happen again. No way. Now we get like front row center and on the left side, but we're down below. So literally thousands of people saw me get up smack my head on the the wooden bench and then the marble floor Ow. <laughs> I, was out. I was out for like i don't i don't know i was out damn so wow. the holy spirit i don't know it touches me a lot i don't know if it's the holy spirit I, i've been to neurologist cardiologist no one can figure this out i can't figure it out i just like know what my body needs and i can prevent it sometimes but sometimes i can't <laughs> Well, Christina, hi. One one thing I will say is um, the first thing that springs to mind is the concept of free will. Um, and you seemingly were dragged kicking and screaming into that environment which you didn't want to go in. 
And that's a concept that uh, a lot of us have not spent a whole lot of time working with or, or associating with is, is what free will is and what it really means. And for a lot of us, uh, it's unfortunately given a bad rap because they confuse free will with free license. And free license is effectively people who go out there who do whatever they want, which includes abrogating the free will of others. But they think they are justified to do so because they are claiming free license. But free license is very different from free will. Free will, as I think Thomas Jefferson put it, uh, is along the lines of rightful liberty is the ability to do what you want constrained only by the uh, rights and freedoms of another's, which basically means you can do whatever you want up until the point where you interact with someone else, and then you need their consent. And so that was um, what uh, prompted me to, to go down that path with what you said about being dragged. It's an important foundational principle of of what our society was built on, and, and it really is something. You know, that's why I mentioned sovereignty twice. You know, and, and we talk often about why we can't be back from common law anymore, where it starts with just don't harm others. The sim- the simple little thing, just don't harm others. Uh, Christine, I do have one more caller I want to get in here. So uh, another comment or or a question, and then I'll let you go. I just love you guys. I don't know why I called in. I'm so sorry. I was the shit show. And yes, thank you no, for you're all fine. that. I'm glad. <laughs> That's I'm... very good advice. You like put me in a WUSA zone and I need to chill out. I got a lot going on. I will be here listening. Love and aloha to all. Much love much to love, you. Christina. Thank you so much for calling in. There's a lot of good comments in chat. Go and check it out. Uh, everybody appreciates when you call in. You give people it's not easy. I know it's not. And a lot of people out there are like, I'm so glad she's calling in. I love her calls. So keep doing what you're doing, Christina. Keep that Wuzawa. We'll talk to you soon. Come back Aloha. more Much often. Love. Come back more often. Much love, Christina. Got to love it when we get people who are very active in chat. And, you know, oh, it's, it's not easy to call in and, and be on air, yeah. so to speak. And she put herself out there. And I'm really glad she does because I know she's got a yeah. lot of stuff to say. Belushi's the, um, go ahead. Uh, sorry, yeah, the, the shows that uh, Deb does with the call-in, um, literally we call it uh, putting someone in the hot seat. Um, but we take it to kind of a next level where they get vulnerable with some pretty emotional and uh, challenging scenarios. But, uh, yeah, a lot of the times when someone calls in, it is because they're reflecting something that is on the mind of far many callers and uh, it's it's brave when someone steps up and and uh, asks that question. It's, a lot of people are wanting that same ask, question asked. Her heart is still beating 100 miles a minute. She just said, oh, my God, my heart. I love that feeling. I get that feeling every time before I go live. It took me a while to dial it down and, and kind of bring it, uh, you know, together. But I love that feeling. I, I Throughout the entire show, I have that feeling until I get off. Then I can finally just kind of. Uh, you know, kind of let it all out, but I just love that fast pace. I love that, uh, that beating of the heart, that thinking off the top of your head. 
Uh, I just love that. I absolutely would not change that for the world, but it's not easy for everyone. No, it's a lot not. of good comments out uh, there. Belushi, appreciate you, bro. Uh, I, I had to take Christina. I get a chance to talk to you a lot. But Christina, I, I had to hop her in here. So, Belushi, if you wanted to hop back in, uh, there's an open phone line. Uh, you know, one, there's something that is that a lot of us aren't uh, really – I don't know if we're just not tuned in with it, but – there's a lot of our society that doesn't really understand that sovereignty principle and, and the idea of of what freedom is. And I think that create is this does this sound weird? I think that creates anxiety in people. Uh, they're not used to allowing themselves to to live a sovereign life. And 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 I think that's there's something to that that's maybe not spiritual, but it's a it's a reflection of our society for sure. Yeah. Well, there's uh, a few few things I can comment on on that. Um, take, for example, the UK and a lot of the Commonwealth uh, countries, Australia being one of them. They typically refer to the sovereign as in the queen. Now, the is a singular. So for most of the folk in Australia, they don't even see themselves as sovereign because there is the sovereign or the queen who is sovereign. And therefore, everyone else isn't. Now, extrapolate that over to the states, and even here, there is, I think uh, years back, the FBI were teaching uh, some of their folk to be on the lookout for people who were expressing sovereign ideas, and they were on a, uh, could get put on a watch list, as, and sovereign became a, um, a, a watchword or something like that, that... Uh, you could get um, blacklisted for talking along those principles. You are, you are now suddenly bad. But sovereign basically means you are the one who make choices for yourself. Now, if you're not sovereign, then who is making choices for yourself? <laughs> and are you actually living a free life? Or are you just yeah. a slave to the powers that be? Well, it's something we can talk about. People don't like to hear that. That we are much, we are basically just slaves to the, to the, to the powers that be. They they laugh at us. They they put division in and keep us fighting at each other's throats and and uh, you know talking about race, talking about guns, talking about uh, you know uh, injustices in society while in, in, um, uh, not even talking about real injustices in society. Um, it's something that's been happening all around the world. I think that's something that we all have in common that see it, that it's, that it's a, it's, it's a plan that's put into place to keep us fighting over each, each other, over the scraps. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's an article I have on the truth-now.net website, which talks about, uh, that aspect with sovereignty and, uh, it ties in with the, the birth certificate and, and how that all, uh, came about but it expresses it from a perspective of what we were intended to have from a natural basis and natural law, as in God sits at the top, then you have man, and then man created government, and then corporations fall under as a registration or a sub-registry of government. And that's your hierarchy. God's at the top, then you have man. Now, what's been done with uh, the corporate imposters that have come along and pretend to be government is they created a uh, straw man, basically, the corporate entity as a uh, cutout and 
convinced the population to act as that cutout or straw man, and it sits subservient to this new corporate government. And now instead of the rules being dictated from man down to government via, say, a constitution saying, here's your rule book, this is what you can and you can't do, they now dictate through to the people via their laws and statutes what we can and can't do. And the unfortunate thing is a lot of people go, oh, what can I do? What can I do? And look to that government for the answers of what they are allowed to do. And that's definitely not acting in any form of sovereignty at all. Yeah, it's really well said. Many, many don't like sovereign because it implies responsibility and accountability for yourself also. That's really well said, Thumper Rose. As always, thank you for your contributions in the chat and the rest of you as well. Really appreciate it. A uh, quick two hours pretty much flying by, and we've got about five minutes left, so I'll get it over to Joe to uh, 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 say hello to chat and wrap it up for us, and we'll get uh, we'll find out what's uh, upcoming for Transcend the Matrix uh, tonight and for the rest. Go ahead, Joe. There has been a ton of love for Scott uh, out there in chat. I, I wish I could have just read chat, uh, although we wouldn't give it a chance at all for Scott to talk. And I definitely wanted to hear that. Um, but just all kinds of great input from you guys out there between Foxhole and DLive and everywhere else. You guys have been truly amazing. Thank you guys all for the gold pills. Uh, over 12,000. Uh, that's truly amazing. Uh, we wouldn't be here without you guys and your support. Uh, it means so much to us. Um, again, just a ton of good feedback, Scott. Um, you know, I, I didn't want to say much. I didn't want to interrupt. I just wanted to listen. Uh, you have an awesome aura about you, man. Uh, when I met you in Dallas and now being able to talk to you in depth, um, I really uh, am glad that you stopped by here because I know our crowd is going to be coming over to you and uh, keeping an eye, an eye on what you come up with next. And you guys have been doing this for a very long time. So you guys deserve the recognition. I'm glad that we can bring anybody from, uh, from here to you uh, because you, again, you, you, what you say completely, there's many times uh, the, the things that you were saying gave me chills. Uh, and wow. I just, I, yes. And I just wanted to, I mean, there's discussions I had in Dallas uh, with uh, some of the one AP people uh, that you had touched on with, uh, with as well. And so I, I, I didn't want to say anything, but thank you, um, as well, because there's a lot of things that I know I need to kind of get tapped into as well. And I'm working on it. Um, it's just a slow process, but, um, the gold pills have been released. You guys have been truly amazing out there. Uh, please go check out Scott and trend and his wife and transcend the matrix.com. They have I, last night and this morning, uh, I spent a lot of time looking over. In fact, I did catch um, the, the interview with Kate Awakening uh, that your wife did as well. I had to watch that. She's a, a good friend of ours and uh, actually was my very first interview I ever did uh, about a year and a half ago. Uh, so I knew that she was going to nail that interview. And she, of course, did. She's another person who carries a great aura about themselves. Keep doing what you're doing, Scott. Um, you know, it's not easy being in, in this type of political climate right now as we get shadow banned over every platform that we try to post on or talk to or anything. But uh, the Foxhole family, um, if you get a chance, uh, please go check that out because uh, there's a ton of love coming through for you right now, brother. Thank you so much for being here, Scott. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words and the audience as well. Um, really uh, appreciate that. Um, we've, we've had a, a pretty, uh, 
quiet following with what we do. Um, it's it's my wife puts it this way. Uh, we've missed a lot of dinner parties, and uh, it's it's not a popular subject when you dive into some of the uh, the darker subject material. But I think uh, it's worth uh, confronting it head on, and not being afraid of it, and being able to discuss it objectively, putting it on the table and going dissecting it and making heads or tails of it. So I appreciate that and uh, appreciate your audience. Good stuff as always. We appreciate your time and it's, it was fun to get to know you, man. It was uh, you bump into the most amazing people uh, at events like these. Here's the website transcendthematrix.com backslash shows. As you can see here, you'll find the uh, the previous shows that Joe was talking about uh, all lined up right here. And tonight's show, you mentioned uh, you'll be releasing that interview tonight. Which one are you going to release tonight? And about what time will it launch? We're going to do the press release uh, that was um, filmed sort of behind the scenes uh, for all the media uh, component that was there. So that's, uh, there was no CNN there, luckily enough. Um, but yeah, there were some really good questions that were asked. It runs, runs for about an hour and uh, we should have that one uh, running this evening. And hopefully the, the quality of the stream works. Uh, if that doesn't work, we'll have a, a high quality um uh, version posted as a, a normal blog post uh, page. Sounds great. I really appreciate it. And so do me a favor, guys. Go to transcendthematrix.com backslash shows or just transcendthematrix.com and uh, look them up. There's a lot of interesting information out there. Uh, very interesting people. The truth-now.net is where you can find that. And they have a Twitch and a YouTube page um, and hopefully other pages here in the near future. If we can do anything to help you with that, Scott, please let us do that. Uh, we appreciate all your guys' time. Thank you for being here when you guys uh, get time. Tomorrow, Foxhole Friday, we got Severe Anon in the house. We got some music going to be dropping tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun, guys. Stay tuned. A, a very relaxing Friday, so come hang out with us tomorrow. We appreciate you guys. Thank you all for the support. 29,000 gold pills. Man, you guys are crazy. I love you. I love you. With that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Severe on here for Foxhole Fridays. Much love, fam. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.